Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2293, with the release date of Friday, October 8, 2021, to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST, a breakthrough in licensing for several British islands and territories in the South Atlantic. In the U.S., the Appalachian Trail comes alive with amateur radio. Ham Radio gets a supporting role in a new short film. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2293 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's first independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now reporting from Charleston, West Virginia, here's Jim Dameron, NATMW. We begin this week with report of a development that spells good news for de-expeditioners and chasers. At long last, a new call sign prefix has evolved out of a long, simmering issue over licensed operations in the former Falkland Islands dependencies. Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF, brings us that report. Ofcom, the communications regulator in the UK, has agreed to the use of a new prefix for the former Falkland Island dependencies, which had been mistakenly omitted from the Falkland Island Communications Ordinance in 2017. The prefix Victor Papa Zero, VP Zero, has been assigned to these territories, and the Falkland Islands Communications Regulator, which was part of the discussions with Ofcom, is to administer these licenses on behalf of the governments of the British Antarctic Territory and South Georgia and South Sandwich Islands. The prefix will also apply to the British sector of the Antarctic mainland, including the Antarctic Peninsula and nearby islands, as well as the South Orkney and South Shetland Islands. This brings welcome news to the expeditioners and others who have been unable to use VP8 licenses in these former dependencies for years. The new call signs will only be issued with three-letter suffixes. HAMS assigned VP8 call signs under the old Falkland Island Communications Ordinance will remain valid until the licenses require revalidation. At that time, they will be reassigned a VP0 call sign. HAMS may comment on the draft of this policy until the 18th of October, Falkland Islands time. Follow the link that appears in the script for this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF. In India, West Bengal hams turned their efforts recently to aiding two displaced mothers of newborn babies. John Williams, VK4JJW, has more. Relying on their amateur radio skills and a vast network of connections that enables members to reconnect missing persons with their families, members of India's West Bengal Radio Club came to the assistance of two women shortly after they'd given birth. According to a report in the Sujana News, a woman who was in the advanced stages of pregnancy was taken to Diamond Harbour Super Specialty Hospital in West Bengal by police who found her at the local railway station and noticed that she appeared to be mentally challenged. The child was born on September 10th and according to the news account, her family was located in Punjab after police requested intervention by the amateur radio club. Amberish Nag Biswas, secretary of the club, said the connection was made 
played with the help of Satnam Singh Birdie, VU2COR, in Punjab State. According to the newspaper story, the woman's brother told the Hams she'd been missing for more than two months and that her husband also appeared to be suffering from mental illness. The brother made the trip to the hospital, accompanied by other relatives, to retrieve the woman and her newborn baby. In another more challenging case, however, the fate of another mother and her newborn child at the same hospital is less certain. The West Bengal Hams learned that the woman, who also appeared to be mentally challenged, is a widow and the mother of two older children who are now being cared for by neighbours. Amberish Nagbiswas told the newspaper that no one has stepped forward to bring the woman home, claiming her pregnancy was the result of sexual assault and a stigma to her family. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm John Williams, VK4JJW. A prominent active amateur radio operator and a well-known voice on the Ole Miss and Century Club nets has become a silent key. Cell MB KB3TZD tells us about him. Walter Page Pine was known for identifying his call sign as WA3EOP. We are three elephants on patrol. And his voice was a familiar one on the Ole Miss net, the Century Club net, the YL International Single Sideband net, and numerous other nets. Page, as he was known to friends, died on September 26th in his Maryland hometown of Hagerstown. A life member of the Antietam Radio Association and the International Order of Odd Fellows Ham Club, he was also a co-founder of the Cheese Hollow Amateur Radio Society in Maryland. He had served as charter president of the Hiram Percy Maxim Memorial Chapter, number 222, of the Quarter Century Wireless Association. Page, a former phone activities manager for the ARRL's Maryland, D.C. section, at the time of his death belonged to the Maryland Emergency Phone Net. Walter Page Pine was 74. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Cell MB, KB3TZD. Few things are outside the realm of possibility with amateur radio, as a group of deaf students in the UK is about to learn in an Eris QSO with an American astronaut. Here's Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. American astronaut Mark van der Hey, KG5GNP, is scheduled to complete a unique amateur radio contact from the ISS with students at Mary Hare School for Deaf Children in Berkshire, England. Kieran Morgan, M0XTD, the UK's ARIS operations lead, told Newsline that the event will proceed like a standard ARIS contact for the astronaut, but students and school volunteers will have access to a stenographer using a device that projects what is being said onto a large screen in their auditorium. Kieran added that the text will also appear on a live web stream, which will also feature a sign language interpreter. Meanwhile, hams from the Newbrian District Amateur Radio Society have been assisting the students by providing lessons on amateur radio. The school noted on its blog, quote, these will be the first deaf children to have done this, making it a world first, unquote. While some of the students will be linked to the action by a web feed, others will be in the auditorium itself as socially distanced spectators. It's scheduled to take place sometime during the week of October the 10th. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. As the date inches forward for the CQ Worldwide DX Contest, there are new sponsors for categories featuring young competitors. Ed Durant, DD5LP, has those details. 
The IARU Region 1 Youth Working Group will be sponsoring plaques awarded in the upcoming CQ Worldwide DX contest for competitors in Europe and Africa who are 25 years of age or younger. Plaques will be given to young SSB and CW operators. A number of other Yota branches and IARU Youth Working Groups are sponsoring other awards on other continents for young participants. The CQ Worldwide contest announced on its blog in August that organisers have created a number of overlays within the contest, including those for young operators and for hams who are experimenting with new technologies. A new Explorer category has been created for those radio operators who are using SSB and CW while employing such new technologies as internet-linked stations. The contest dates are October 30th and 31st for SSB and November 27th and 28th for CW. From at Radio Newsline, I'm Ed Durant, DD5LP. Don't forget to be listening for operators calling CQ Fallout on October 8th, 9th, and 10th. Those are the days for the portable operating event of the 100 Watts and a Wire community. Operators are being encouraged to work any band, any mode, and alone or as a team. The exchange is your call sign, your 100 watts ID if you have one, your state, province, or DX country, and a true signal report. For details, visit the website 100wattsandawire.com and use the numerals 100 for the word 100. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the K7MMA repeater in Spokane, Washington, on Fridays at 5 p.m. local time. When POTA, SOTA, and worldwide flora and fauna operators activated sites along the Appalachian Trail in the eastern United States recently, the airwaves above apparently blazed a few trails of their own. Dave Parks, WB8ODF, brings us that report. Saturday, October 2nd, was a busy day for the Appalachian Trail activations as more than 60 stations called CQ from points along more than 2,000 miles of trail. David ND1J and Mike KB7THL operated POTUS stations in North Carolina and Pennsylvania, respectively. And Jonathan W4UYE and Bob AC1Z activated SOTA summits in Georgia and Virginia, respectively. According to organizer Mike WB2FUV, the day ended with at least 25 unique SOTA summits activated and at least 26 POTA participants in 11 of the 14 states. Mike himself was operating QRPCW on West Mountain along the original section of trail and logged 77 contacts. He said Minnesota stations were also making summit-to-summit contacts with W7A soda stations on the 10-point peaks in Arizona. The event marked the trail's 100th anniversary, but the celebration extended beyond the U.S., Preliminary results on the event website showed that the farthest DX was Heinz, OE5EEP slash P, in the Austrian mountains. He broke through the stateside pileups to work two soda stations on the trail. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Dave Parks, WB8ODF. The results are in for the Portable Operations Challenge held in September. Here's Ed Durant, DD5LP. 
The Possible Operations Challenge 2021 took place on September 4th and 5th and the overall winner showed what can be done with a great portable location and using very low power. With just six contacts and running at 1 watt CW on 20 metres, Jack Hefner, NG2E, took out the top spot with a grand total of 615,924 points. His six contacts were from all around the US, plus one that went all the way from his Hogback Mountain Serta Summit, W4VSH007, in Virginia, to French Serta Chaser Christian, F4WBN, near the French-Spanish border. All contacts took place within 32 minutes of operating in session two of the contest. The most efficient contact measured in kilometre per watt used was that same Virginia-France contact, with 6,340 kilometres per watt achieved. So, this year, both the overall winner and the furthest kilometre per watt contact title go to one person, Jack Hefner, NG2E. Well done, Jack. The number of entrants was a little disappointing. There were only 18, far more had been hoped for in this, the second year of the challenge. Of those entering, however, there were a wide variety of power levels and modes, both from home and portable locations. Of the 18 entrants, 15 were from the US, two from Europe and one from Australia. For the Portable Operations Challenge and AR Newsline, this has been Ed, DD5LP. China had great hopes for a satellite launched late last month, but following a malfunction has declared it lost. Jason Daniels, VK2LAW, has that story. China's Cheyenne 10 satellite was declared lost shortly after its launch on Monday, September 27th. In releasing the news... Chinese state media reported that the spacecraft did not function properly, despite having had a normal flight one day earlier. A report on Twitter said a flash was seen in the sky above New South Wales, Australia. According to Space News, the flash was believed to be a sign that the launch was on course and that this was a visible burn of the upper stage of the Long March 3B rocket that carried the satellite as payload. The satellite was to have entered a geosynchronous orbit around Earth. It was said to have malfunctioned during the launch and by Tuesday, September 28th, was officially declared a failure. Cheyenne 10's launch closely followed the liftoff of China's Jialin-1 Gaifen-02D satellite, which was reported to have achieved successful orbit. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jason Daniels, VK2LAW. In the UK, it's almost back to business as usual for amateur radio exams, but there are a few changes in the works. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, explains. Face-to-face amateur radio exams are making a comeback now that pandemic restrictions are easing after 18 months. Exams via remote invigilation and training by distance learning sessions are giving way to in-person club meetings and training for those who choose it. The Radio Society of Great Britain has announced that starting on the 1st of November, clubs will be able to use a new online booking system for candidates' paper-based exams. The same booking system is already in use for online exams as at the 6th of October. There are plans, however, to phase out the paper exams eventually. Meanwhile, candidates planning to take the foundation exams going forward will no longer be required to complete a practical test, according to the RSGB Examination Standards Committee. The tests had in any case been suspended during the 18-month pandemic restriction period, 
but clubs are still encouraged to include a practical component in their candidate training. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. In the world of DX, be listening for Nobby G0VJG operating as 3B8 slash G0VJG from Mauritius until the 16th of October. He's on 80 through 10 meters using SSB and the digital modes. Request QSLs via M0OXO's OQRS or send directly to him. Our final story takes us to the movies, namely to the screening of a short film featuring student actors and amateur radio. Mike Askins, KE5CXP, wraps it up for us this week. In 34 harrowing minutes, a world awakens, darkened by a sudden and unexplained absence of morning sun. Amateur radio provides a lifeline for a group of terrified children who've discovered they've been plunged into an endless state of midnight. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's better. This is the plot of the film short, Night, which premiered recently on YouTube following its release by John DeQuino's Young Actors Workshop, a California-based drama school. The workshop had reached out to the Edmund Amateur Radio Society, K5EOK, for technical assistance to prepare for the filming in Stillwater, Oklahoma. The young actors may all be relative unknowns for now, but hams in Oklahoma and beyond might recognize two of the names in the credits, Marcus Sutliff, N5ZY, and Kevin O'Dell, N0IRW. Marcus gets special thanks for making the connections with the club, and Kevin is credited as technical advisor. Kevin, who has an extensive film and video production background, is also featured in a key speaking role as the Colonel. The radio operator the youngsters reach out to for guidance. The colonel tells them that a nuclear blast has occurred, putting a shroud of darkness between the earth and the sun. Written and directed by John DeQuino, the film is a showcase for the young student actors and was created with assistance from the Oklahoma Film and Music Office. But even within its plotline of darkness and destruction, amateur radio emerges as a shining light and a ray of hope. For making meaningful connections in troubled times. To view the film, see the link in the printed version of this week's script at arnewsline.org. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Mike Haskins, KE5CXP. With thanks to AMSAT, the ARRL, ARIS UK, CQ Magazine, CQ Worldwide Contest Blog, David BR, K7DB, Mark Klein, N5HZR, Mary Hare School, Michael Moran, WB2FUV, Ohio Pen DX, QRZ.com, Radio Society of Great Britain, The Soda Reflector, Southgate Amateur Radio News, shortwaveradio.de, space.com, Space News, Sujana News, Ted Randall's QSO Radio Show, West Bengal Radio Club, WTWW Shortwave, and you, our listeners, that's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. Write to us at newsline at arnewsline.org. We remind listeners that our Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate all of you. 
For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT, at the news desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Jim Dameron, N8TMW in Charleston, West Virginia, saying 73. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2021, all rights reserved.